What up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Benchwarmers. I'm joined by my co-host, Can. Hello. Our other co-host, Wan. Hello. And me, Pan. So we're going to be talking about uh, some news around the NBA a little bit more this week than there was last week. Yay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we are also, for main topic today, we're going to be going over the East playoff teams plus the Wizards. And talking about what uh, they should do in the off season. Yep. So this will pretty much be our off season preview. Instead of doing an individual episode for each team, we're just gonna put them all together. Because that's a lot only, of work. Yeah, we're only doing the playoff teams and the Wizards. So we're not gonna be talking about the Hawks or the Cavs or the Knicks or because anybody. they're irrelevant. Well, they're kind of also irrelevant. I think it's, they're just gonna get covered more during the draft. Yeah, we're, we're going to be talking about them a bit more uh, about two weeks from now. We're gonna be doing a pro, uh, a pre-draft episode. We're gonna be talking about that. So those teams will get a little. Like bit we're not gonna then. talk about the Raptors and the Bucks during the draft. No, because they're like way in the back where yeah. nobody cares. That's that's something you'll see when we talk about this. Most of these teams don't have good draft picks, so that's kind of irrelevant. When the draft happens, which is November 18th, we're also going to be live streaming our reactions to the lottery portion. Hopefully. So we're going to be watching it. Uh, you're going to see us react to each of the picks, and we're going to do some commentary in between, talking about what we think about it, any, uh, and we're going to talk about probably what we think will happen next. But we're only going to be doing the lottery picks because who cares about the rest? My reaction to the lottery draft was pretty was pretty entertaining. Really? Yeah. No, I was kind of like jumping everywhere. And I'm like, yes, Warriors here. do not yeah. the first pick. The Warriors need to not pick first because they don't need like, it. Say, it's, say the Warriors. Say the Warriors. Say the Warriors. Say the Warriors. Way too much luck. No, they have. Point. Well, yeah, the only reason they got Kevin Durant was because Steph Curry got injured and they were able to get him on a smaller contract. This is similar to that. Steph yeah. Curry gets injured, and so is Clay Thompson. And now they have the number one pick in the draft, and they still have. I thought they had number two. They have two. Yeah, oh, two. Sorry. Timberwolves this is the have second pick. One. Still. This is the same this thing the, pick. the Spurs did with Tim Duncan. Yeah, this is. Oh, gosh, this is going to be tough. But let's go into the news. One of the key uh, news stories is that Dale Morey, the ex uh, GM of the Rockets, he stepped down around two weeks ago has uh, been hired by the Philadelphia 76ers to fill their absent GM role. And they, as you may remember, they have Doc, they got Doc Rivers previously. So this is a lot better uh, from management and coaching standpoint than I think the team's ever been in years. Because Brett Brown was not the best coach. Garbage. And Doc Rivers hasn't done great in the last few years, but he's still an amazing coach. Championship and he has coach. A ring. Yeah. The other news is that the Rockets head coach position is going to be filled by Steven Silas, who is a assistant from the Mavs. Uh, it's not entirely official yet, but they are working out a deal. They're pretty much just getting to the, uh, figuring out the nitpicks of it. And there's another thing is that there are rumors, uh, or at least the NBA commissioner is hoping to start the NBA season back up on December 20th and to start free agency on November 20th. 22nd. Oh, 22nd, sorry. December 22nd is the NBA's uh, I date for the season reopening and then November 20th being free agency. This has not been agreed upon by the uh, Players Association, so until that happens, uh, it isn't official. And the problem is we really don't know which way this is going to go because there are a lot of players speaking out against it, but there's also a lot of players who haven't said anything. So it could be really a 
the toss up essentially. I'd imagine all the players that haven't played in like four, five. Yeah. All the players that didn't go, all the teams that haven't gone deep in the playoffs, all the first round outs and the players, teams that just didn't play, I'd imagine they want to get back as soon as possible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But we'll see about that. The decision will probably be made in the next few weeks, likely by the draft, because they do need to prep everything. The the league has cleared teams to reopen facilities and train uh, with at max 10 players at a time. But let's move on to our main topic. Uh, what John Wall dunking on like everybody in his that will come up later. Okay. The Wizards are gonna be the last team we talk about. So we're now we're gonna be talking about all of the East playoff teams. Yay. And the Wizards, and what we think they should each be doing in the off season. The East so, sucks. I mean, it's it's more competitive now than it has been in a few years. But but that's just because all the teams have just gone good, down good. to each other's level. Yeah, pretty much. The the skill has been more distributed across. It's the like. Okay, the Bucks take replace they the Bucks replace the Cavs, except the Bucks are trash. Yes. So the there Raptors, we go. The wow. Old Raptors. Wow. The Bucks are the old Raptors at this point. Right, but they at least they're not. Yeah. I, I that makes sense. I like that. So, uh, how this is going to go is I am going to do a short synopsis of the team situation heading the free into the offseason, including what their pick is, how they ended last season, any free agents that they may be looking to resign, and how much money they have to spend in free agency. And then both of my other co-hosts, uh, Wan and Pan, will be giving their takes on each of these teams and what they think they should do. So, we're going to start with the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks played great in the first round, but collapsed against the Miami Heat. And they don't have any notable free agents to re-sign outside of Wesley Matthews, who you could argue is if he is actually notable. And they hold the 24th overall first-round pick. Because of their low draft status and their limited free agency options, what steps do you guys think the Bucks should take to improve for next year's playoffs and actually be contending? Uh, <clears throat> well, I guess the progression of Giannis as a playmaker would make a big difference because LeBron James uh, was in a similar uh, situation with even less help. And when he turned into more of a playmaker, that became big. And the fan is shooting. Yeah, that's what the, the rest of the guys on the court are there to shoot. And he needs to be able to find those when he gets triple teamed. He, yeah. he needs to know, he needs the veteranship to really do that. But uh, mm. Giannis is on a one-year deal. So if the Bucks don't do well this year, he might just leave for oh, a he's team that leave. can win. He said he wants to stay in with the Bucks, but he also needs to win. Yeah, and teams like Miami, there were a lot of rumors about mm-hmm. them preparing f- to free up cap space to sign him. Next I year. feel like they would sign Giannis. So if the Bucks don't do anything this year, he could potentially leave, and Giannis could be the best player they have for the next 50 years. Oh my god! Just gosh, like Kareem true. was the last guy they had. That was like 40 years ago. Yeah. You know, uh, especially for small teams like the Bucks, they really need to, once they get someone as, like, superstar as Giannis, they need to do everything in their power. People are talking about trading him before he leaves, but mm-hmm. you're not going to get the same pieces for him. You're not going to be able to win a championship without a player like Giannis. Right. Oh, no. no. Yeah, for sure. So mm-hmm. making a trade for maybe a Chris Paul, Kyle Lowry, some type of player that won't. Uh, Paul George. Someone, Paul George. <laughs> somebody that somebody will show up in the playoffs. <laughs> So maybe not Paul George. Danny <laughs> Green. So oh, yeah. A veteran, that's, where, that's where Chris Paul comes in. A veteran player that um, plays just as well or better in the playoffs mm-hmm. than the regular season. You yeah. actually see either him or Kyle Lowry. Yeah, yeah. The two okay. of them are both probably I like them. open. 
Kyle Lowry yeah. less so because the Thunder are more trying to get on younger teams. There's a lot of get possibility that Paul. they trade him. Kyle, uh, the Raptors are still like kind of contending. All right, so you got anything else to say? They can win it all if they need. Like they still have a chance to win it all. Yeah, they just need mm. to improve their playoff performances essentially. Pretty it, much. Maybe not yeah. be spending twenty-five, thirty million dollars on Chris Middleton. Why not? He's great. Yeah, but I don't think he needs that. Much I think money. he does. I think he. He needs that exactly that much money. He's a really? he's a star player. Yeah, he's a star player. He deserves a high contract. All right, player. all right, all right. But I like, definitely see their best. I wanna. Can I read something from my website? Okay. That is so knowledgeable in I the ways of basketball. Article. All right. So this is like, this is what they're saying about like the, um, the Bucks. They need help scoring particular, particular, particularly in the high stakes situations when defense. Attempt to wall the back-to-back MVP off from the basket. That's what. Yeah. Like I so was somebody earlier. like Chris Paul. Yeah. Chris Paul would fit perfectly as a floor general. Yeah. Yeah, and he would definitely be a massive improvement over Eric Bledsoe because he's. Oh, for sure. He's a way better defender than Eric Bledsoe is. He can actually shoot. His playmaking is crazy, and he brings a lot of leadership. Yeah. Bledsoe is like an okay player, but he's no Chris Paul. Like, yeah. The only problem is that they don't have very many trade assets yeah. that they can give up easily. I mean, Especially what the Thunder would how want. How much value does Chris Paul have? Decent amount. More than I think the Bucks have. I think Eric Bledsoe in a first round pick is all they need to give. And probably Dante DiVincenzo as well. And, and also maybe. think about it. There are a lot of other teams that might be trying to like go for him. who? I don't know, the Jazz. <laughs> the Jazz? I don't think what? so. I don't. I think jazz? they have to give up like right, Joe Ingles and Rudy Gobert or something. I don't know. Bro, the Trade nuts. machine. <laughs> the Nets. Oh, I, the Nets. I <laughs> know. I was looking at the contracts. Yeah, they would have to give up like Kyrie. Mm-hmm. That's a dumb thing they won't do. Giving up Kyrie is a stupid happen. move. That's not going to happen. If you give up Kyrie, you're an idiot. All right, so Chris Paul to the Bucks. Chris Paul to the Bucks, yeah. They can make that trade happen, yeah. I would, I, would, I could see that. I think they would definitely have to throw in Dalton G. Potenza, though. Him, uh, uh, first rounder, and uh, Eric Bledsoe. I don't think, I think they might it's do that. that high for Chris Paul. I would say maybe like a decent player in a draft pick, like a first round draft pick, but that's as high as I would go. I wouldn't yeah. add like... The, the thing is, is the Thunder don't need Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, but he's to make more there just to do salary. He would so pretty much they're trading Chris Paul for a first round. Eric Bledsoe is still a decent player. That they, they don't has need him. Value. He has they need, value. They want to give SGA, SGA more playing time, and they still have Dennis Schroeder too. Yeah, they, they'll play, but Eric Bledsoe would still put get value on the Thunder. Oh yeah, I, th- I don't think losing. I don't think they're really trying to lose. I never really mm-hmm. like to go in a tanking way, anyways. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to our next team, the Miami Heat. So the Heat finished as the fifth seed, but they did. They had probably one of the greater playoff runs we've seen in a few years, all the way to the finals. They beat teams like the Bucks and the Celtics. And going into the offseason, they have the 20th pick, around $21 million in cap space. And they're hoping, or at least there are rumors that they're hoping to try and free up enough cap space to sign Giannis next season if he becomes available. Now, a number of key players like Goran Dragic and Jay Crowder, who both played incredible roles in that playoff run, are on the free agency market and may be trying picked up by other teams. There are a few other role players, but I don't really want to mention them. Yeah. It's, they're just there, and they kind of are interchangeable. That's just it. 
So it's just Jay Crowder and Goran Dragic. Yeah. So what do you guys think that the Heat need to do to live up to their new expectations of a championship contender? I mean, I think they should try and train up their rookies this year, like Tyler Hero and stuff like that. Put in the work with them since, I mean, they can potentially become some star players if they put in the work. Since, I mean, seeing them in the playoffs, I mean, they weren't the best, but they still performed decently. Goran Dragic was obviously a really big role on that team, but Kendrick Nunn was the starter in the regular season uh, playoffs. They replaced him with Goran Dragic. And Goran Dragic, experience. yeah, he mm-hmm. played better. He was their leading scorer. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> for the most part, I think they run it back and uh, try and start Kendrick Nunn. And yeah, like what Pan said, they need to um, they need to get their young players going because they have that. They do have a good young core with Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, Kendrick Nunn. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good start. Don't I don't sign any huge contracts. If they do get a, you know, maybe they sign Van Vliet or Goran Dragic to a one-year yeah. big deal. Uh, just to be like a backup point guard to Kendrick Nunn. Bring back Dragic. I feel like he would want to come back. Jay Crowder, mm-hmm. bring him back too. Um, and even if they have like decent sized contracts for the next season, like once they get to the next season, they want to make a splash in that free agency. Cause it's not just Giannis. There's tons of players. Right, yeah. It's a huge free agency. If, if they're like a little under, they can trade away some players, mm-hmm. but for the most part, run it back. Young players are getting better. Yeah. They're going to be contenders again. I wouldn't say there would be any like really big trades in their off season this year. I would say they could probably keep their same pretty much the same. Yeah. And just work on developing some of their younger players' skills. I would say that they're uh, considering how little we saw of a lot of players this draft, it will be kind of weird because there's probably going to be a lot of sleepers mm-hmm. and a lot of. Oh, moves yeah. Because we haven't seen everybody play. With that 20th pick, they could, considering the dra- uh, their the Heat's success with low draft picks, they could probably find somebody at least really good. They could. A role player and they say this draft is like really, uh, it's really deep. Not a lot of superstars, but deep. you can get a lot of players in like the yeah. late first round that'll be just decent. Yeah. And the Heat are really one of those teams that gets a lot of good players from oh, yeah. draft, mm-hmm. from drafting, low drafting. So I definitely see that could be one piece that they pick up. Yeah. So let's move on to our third team, the Boston Celtics. Yay. So the Celtics performed modestly in the playoffs and lost in seven games to the Miami Heat in the conference finals. We had uh, they head into the offseason with uh, financial problems. Their roster is 14 players long, uh, plus their 14th, 26th, and 30th first round picks, which means that they need to trade players to limit their team size. Because you can only have, at most, I believe, 15 or 16 yeah, 15. Uh, players. Uh, they would throw them in the G League. Yeah. They could do that, too. But they probably want to look to lower their team size. Mm-hmm. They're also far past the luxury tax and one of the more expensive rosters in the league. And they uh, really need to cut down on sal- salary this year so they can avoid the luxury tax repeater, which yeah. will kick in, I believe, next year for them. And that'll really put the entire organization in financial troubles. Their only notable free agent is Gordon Hayward, who is tech, uh, who is a uh, possible $34 million player option, which he's likely to pick up, because who wants to pass on $34 million? Uh, so what do you guys think the Celtics should do to cut down their roster size uh, and their salary costs, but improve at the same time for um, next season? Well, one thing, looking at their roster, they have... Lots of guards, maybe like 
you don't need that many guards. Maybe drop a couple of guards, like maybe one or two, since that'll definitely lower. Since that'll take away some of their salaries, and like you could invest some of those salaries into other free agents because they don't have many centers. They don't have enough money for free agents. Yeah, I guess all of their right. players would be coming from their mid-level exceptions, yeah. and they only have one. Some of the other teams we're going to be talking about have biannual exceptions as well, which are smaller, like around $3 okay. million. So they can sign two players, but yep. the Celtics can only sign one. But, like, I think they should get rid of a couple of their guards. It's like, you don't need as many as they have right now. Since, I mean, yeah, it's always good to have, like, another couple of guards on hand in case one gets injured and stuff like that. Yeah. But with the amount they have right now, it's a little bit of overkill on guards. Since I bet half of these people don't even get, like... Well, yeah, only. Brad Stevens is very consistent with his lineups. He always brings out a new lineup first games. It'll play players depending on the situation, which is strategy that kind of works. He, he allows him having that many a long active roster lets him adapt to a lot of situations. But the problem is not all of them are very good. I mean, I would also say they should try and get a better center. They probably can't, but that's one thing I would be on the lookout for if they could pick up a better center. I just got on the trade machine. I think their obvious number one uh, option would be Miles Turner's from the Pacers. Center, he can hit threes. He's pretty good. He's really good on defense, and he's also on the market. The Pacers are actually looking to trade him, and there's a he's Miles Turner's is in a lot of trade uh, trade offers because him and Sabonis don't do well on the court together. Heck yeah! Right? Uh, yeah. Just, I'm excited. I want Miles Turner. I just went into the trade machine. And, uh, well, you have to make space for Miles Turner. He's on an yes. $18 million contract. Who are we giving like I said, drop a couple of your guards. So, <laughs> I feel like the two main options are Goran Hayward, or you add in uh, Daniel Tice, Marcus Smart, and somebody else for mm-hmm. that trade. Yeah. But I'm I feeling- don't see them trading Marcus Smart at all. Mostly because he's a fan mm-hmm. favorite. He is one of those locker room blue guys. And his value and to his, that team is, is a lot. He, probably just he as much as Gordon Hayward. perfectly. Oh, yeah. And, and he showed up in the playoffs, too. He, he had a ton of big games against the Heat. He's easily their best defender, mm-hmm. which Definitely. matches well with uh, Kemba Walker. Yeah, so I don't see them trading him. I don't think he'd be able to trade block very easily unless they're trading for some big guy. Well, but no. I, do, I do see them not being too worried about trying to trade Gordon Hayward, although I don't know if the Pacers would want him. Only offer is Gordon Hayward, then. Yeah. Really, unless you train Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, that's not going to happen. Are there no other salaries? No other big salaries. I guess mm-hmm. uh, if you, uh, I mean, not you, really. No. Oh, you could get rid of a bunch of your like. We're too good at not paying anybody. Gordon Hayward. Know, what? Yeah, that's where you're blowing all your money at is that's on Gordon guy. Hayward and like Jason Tatum and them. Oh, maybe we'll get lucky. Gordon Hayward tries to go for long-term security and get a smaller four-year contract, and nah. then we could straight up trade him and yeah. a pick. <clears throat> Because we do still have a ton of picks. Well, the Pacers, I mean, they, they've always been trying to like, contend. Yeah. Well, not uh, they're always in there, like the 4-5 seed. They're always a decent team. They're always trying to make it to but the second round But always at the best speed something. of Dark Horse. Yeah, yeah. So Gordon Hayward is still a really good player. He's getting close to 20 points for the Celtics. And that's part of what I liked about the Celtics was having four guys on the court that could put 20 points on. Oh yeah, that's what really. That's what it was a good compatible team who could get points mm-hmm. up and score. It's not like other teams where you watch them and you're just like, what are they doing? Up there? Is there like any team cohesiveness? They actually were able to. Yeah, but then our weaknesses were rebounding and yeah, uh, uh, really. That uh, is why you need defense. a big man. But uh, yeah. 
you know, they having four scorers out there, it's, you know, the other team really can't have any holes or you're getting scored on by one of them. Mm-hmm. But maybe, yeah, Gordon Hayward, I think... I think Gordon Hayward is actually good. I think Gordon Hayward for Miles Turner. If the Celtics can do that 100%, like, go for that. Yeah. And I think the salaries would work. I was looking at it earlier. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure the Pacers are just below the tax, uh, below salary cap. Mm-hmm. So they would have enough money to cover him. So a straight-up trade is possible, although they'll probably end up throwing some picks in on both sides at yeah. some point because that usually happens in trades. I've got the trade machine on right here. Let me let me try Gordon Hayward for Miles Turner. And then with your 10th uh, pick, with the, what, what's going on there, I would say, like, I'm not sure if they would trade that or not since, I mean, that's a good pick. But, like, what what would they be trying to get out of that? Since they, I mean, they could go for a center out of that, but I think it would be a better idea to go for the Pacers center right now than uh, try and get one from the draft. So I would say they could trade that draft pick if they would want if they wanted to. Um, right, well, they have... I think they keep the 14th pick, and then they trade the 26th and the 30th picks. Eh, I don't know how much part... They'll try and... If, if, the, if the Pacers start demanding, they may just give up the 14th pick for yeah. them. I mean, they, they because would, I think yeah. having Miles Turner is more important than having another semi-possible good young guy. Yeah, you, yeah. you're filled out already. I in the trade machine, if you throw in, uh, it's Miles Turner and Doug McDermott for Gordon Hayward. That works out. So, wait, no, it doesn't. Oh, it basically works out. Right. It's a million off. You can throw in any player, and then you can throw in any picks you want yeah. to mm-hmm. make that. Yeah. Maybe right. you wouldn't even have to throw picks in. Or maybe some, like, second-rounder. Well, actually, I don't know. You probably, like, there are a lot of players going, there's a lot of teams going after Miles Turner. Yeah. I, I was saying true. this earlier, how, like, almost every team is looking for talent. And there's, the Celtics can definitely put probably put together the best package. Because they yeah. have yeah. Gordon Hayward, which mm-hmm. we see they can pull off with some salary matchups. And they have tons of picks. They have three first-rounders mm-hmm. this year. But you're going to have to work for him because there are very few teams that are selling players. There are very few players on the market. I think there's like Old Depot, Miles Turner, Drew Holiday. Those yeah. are like the only big names I've heard. Yeah. So if, you know, there's tons of teams looking for Miles Turner, the Celtics going to have to outbeat like all yeah. of those. I mean, I would say if, if I was Miles Turner I would if I could go to the Celtics I would go to them since they are a pretty decent team mm-hmm. a decent team. they're a good yeah they're team. a pretty decent <laughs> team I say <laughs> they're, they're good enough to make it to the conference yeah. finals yeah they're good the enough heat to, to seven games seven I don't remember that they put them to, I thought six. it was six I don't it was, know it was six or seven but I think like, if I was him I would consider going to the Celtics since I mean they are a team you could win on I mean it's probably not guaranteed mm-hmm. like it is for most teams anyways but like I feel like well, if, I don't see him getting traded to the Lakers. No, there's no way he's gonna get traded. Exactly. Why not? So, because they have Anthony <laughs> Flippin Davis. Okay. They okay. could trade JaVale McGee and yeah, uh, I guess Dwight Howard, yeah, Danny the, Green. The problem with having the other centers on the court was just uh, spacing. You was clogged up. Yeah. But Miles Turner is spacing the floor. Plus he's gonna play center, which Anthony Davis does not want to yeah. do. He just doesn't do it because he's. Like a little baby, soft, and he doesn't want to get hit. <laughs> Miles Turner will get hit. He'll take the shots. He'll, you know, he'll open the floor. He would be perfect on the Lakers. Well, I don't see the Lakers messing with the roster too much. And they now, just won a now the Celtics are competing with Kuzma, the Lakers pick, and JaVale McGee. I don't, I don't see there the you Lakers go. going for him. I don't but. see why not. 
I think they might. They don't I want don't to mess with the roster. They just want the championship. Is it that much messing? I mean, come on. They're not going to lose because they traded JaVale McGee yeah. for Miles Turner. Well, Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma's some butt cheeks. <laughs> like, he is some absolute He's probably garbage. worse than Danny Green. They would trade Kuzma for half a bag of chips. Get him out of here. Or a printer like Kyle Korver got <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's an exaggeration. Yeah. He's He's got... Uh, value potential. just potential he's got potential just not on the lakers yeah. get him off the lakers let's move on to the philadelphia 76ers oh the, boy the 76ers collapsed during the playoffs last year getting swept in the first round they were missing ben simmons however the rest of the roster was intact and injury free uh tobias harris did go out for about half a game with an injury but he came back and he was in for the rest of the uh rest of the series uh, the team has five picks in this year's draft, but only one of them is a first-rounder. Yikes. And they have no major free agents to re-sign. And they have the most expensive roster in the league. They will have to make moves to lower their costs, and with their limited free agency possibilities, there's not much expansion or improvement that the team can do outside of trading. So what kind of moves do you think uh, Daryl Morey will make? To help improve that roster uh, for next I year. I would keep Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons since those are two of their best players. I would too. All right. I've heard rumors that James that uh, they're looking to trade Ben Simmons for James Harden. I uh, those are just rumors. Those are like Bleacher Report. Here, yeah. I want you to click on this. We're trading two superstars for each other. I think the Sixers said that uh, there were a lot of rumors they were going to get one of them, but then they, uh, I think they got their new coach, and they're like, let's run it back, you know? We just had a really terrible coach. See how the lineups are. Yeah, they got to see how it works. Yeah, I mean, the Sixers aren't decent team. Like, they have, I mean, they don't have a really good, like, shooter. I mean, Ben Simmons is not the best at shooting threes, but with that, he makes up in, with that lack in his offense and defense, like, his driving and his defense. So I think like they should keep Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. And with their picks, I'm not sure what they could do with this. I mean, they could trade them for maybe someone else. They're like, well, all of their picks go one or second yeah. rounder. So those are pretty much trade assets if they do trades, uh, but just slow picks. Al Horford off the bench, mm -hmm. like statistically, he did he's getting paid really a lot. Well. Oh yeah, he's getting paid a lot. So he's oh, yeah. thirty million dollars. Which I say they are the most mm -hmm. expensive roster in the league because they have him on a max contract. Uh, Tobias Harris on a max contract and Bede on a max contract and Simmons is also about to be on a right. max contract. They got four players. Only two of them are worth that money, I mm -hmm. would say. Mm -hmm. Tobias Harris is close to it, but he's not playing as well as they expected. And they, you got to keep in mind, they got to do something to cut those costs down soon. Those contracts, Tobias Harris and Al Horford are so bad, they would actually have to um, add assets to them just for another team to take them. Like, we'll take them off your hands, just if you, like you guys are gonna have to give us more, like they've turned into a negative. The long-term yeah. contracts too, which is the worst. Like but Al Horford's is another three years. They gave Tobias Harris that contract because he did so well on the Clippers, whose coach is Doc Rivers. True. So he got his old coach back. Um, I think he could be pretty good. Al Horford was really good off the bench. Like the team just did really well off when he was on the bench for some reason. Yeah. Uh, probably because of a pace reason. Because he's kind of slower. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, think, I don't think it works alongside Joel Embiid as well as they would. Mm -hmm. For the most part, I think they just need like shooting, whatever shooting they can get. Probably trade Josh Richardson for another good shooter because he doesn't he doesn't have a good fit. He's yeah. more of a ball handling, semi playmaker guy. He's not yeah. much of a shooter. 
Oh yeah. So if they could find another spot up shooter somewhere. JJ Redick was so good. Yeah, he was JJ Redick like was a perfect on that team. fit for that Yo, roster. JJ, like left. honestly, he is a great player. Like he could fit in in most spots. Like he, not most, like well, especially there because he covers yeah. up Ben Simmons' uh, three point lack. Yeah. Ben Simmons drives. You gotta collapse on him. You don't want him to mm-hmm. get to the hoop. He's a, he's almost he's like oh, he's a monster driving to the hoop. But then JJ Redick pops out at the three-point line. Ben Simmons just chucks it out. That's how he gets 20 points a game because he's yeah. getting a ton of threes. He also comes off a lot of picks. Yeah, he does mm-hmm. come off a lot of picks and gets a lot of easy shots. He worked well. So they need. I don't think. I don't know if they can get JJ Redick again. But they need I mean, JJ like is a bit short, but like he's a good shooter. Okay, but here's a here's a question. If you had to trade either Joel or Ben Simmons, who are you trading? Who are you rebuilding around? Who are you trading? I would That's say. Tough. If it was just me, I would say tr- trade Ben Simmons. I would say that too because I, there's not, you can't get your hands on another guy, a big center who's really good at all around, just at everything. I, Joel I mean, it's like Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Davis. But do the injury concerns with Joel Embiid? Yeah, is I don't it think that, you that take much. the inches concern? Mm-hmm. Not as much. I see. I would. D- in most situations, I'd probably prefer Ben Simmons. He's a better guy to build around, but I think his trade value right now mm-hmm. is enough to get them a replacement. The next thing we're going to look at is the Indiana Pacers. The Pacers were swept by the Miami Heat in the first round of this year's playoffs, and they now find themselves in a kind of weird situation. The team is above the salary cap, and they're still below the luxury tax and aren't likely to go over it. Their biggest free agents are TJ McConnell and Justin Holiday, so not very important. And they only had one pick this going into the draft, the 54th, so it's kind of negligible. Their all-star Victor Oladipo returned late in the season and uh, during the bubble after he'd been out for the entire year, thanks to a devastating injury the year prior. Uh, and Honest Sabonis developed into an all-star. The team also still has Miles Turner, Malcolm Brogdon, and TJ Warren, who had an incredible performance in the bubble with a 50-point game and a ton of other really good, high-scoring, 30-plus point games. <laughs> so, what do you guys see the Pacers doing in the offseason to try and get into the uh, coveted championship contenders? They're status? not going to be re uh, I don't think they're going to re-sign Holiday and uh, the other dude. I think the Pacers are going to... I think they should, and I think they will start selling players. Yeah. I think there's... Because the NBA is so wide open, there is not a super mm-hmm. team. There is not a super team. There aren't really even favorites. What about the Golden State Warriors? Yeah, they're good, but they're not favorites because, like, are they going to beat the Lakers, the Clippers? And there's so many teams that yeah, are Yeah, like, I guess you're right. There's a lot of just really good teams out there right now that you could be like, oh, they got some superstar material, but well, what will they do with it? Like, what can they make out of it? There's a lot of questions. We don't know who... We don't even know who's going to make the finals. Oh, yeah, no. The last few years, we've, we've known who's going to make the finals. But I mm-hmm. feel like there are just, like, probably 10, at least 10, like, teams that have each, the potential to make the finals. Oh, yeah. And... Well, that's only if they're... It's only pending the offseason. Right, after right. that, it'll be a little small. But there's so many teams that have uh, championship aspirations. And there are very few teams that are actually looking to get rid of their star players. True. And that's where the Pacers come in. They'll be a big fish in a big pond. So basically perfect. Because every team in the NBA is looking... Well, okay, almost every team is in the NBA is looking for another piece to put them over the edge. And there are very few looking to get rid of their players. But the Pacers have Oladipo, 
who just came off an injury, but at his best, he's you know close to an all-star starter. He's a 20, 20 point per game all yeah. defender. He's so. a great defender, and then Miles Turner, who's you know he gets close to twenty points a game. He's a three-point yeah. shooter. He can play great inside defense. You know any team would love to have him. And they have other pieces, TJ Warren, Malcolm Brogdon. They have lots of players they can get rid of. I think they go into, I think the two main pieces are Oladipo and Miles Turner. But them being like the only team really looking to sell, you know, maybe there's Drew Holiday on the Pelicans as the other dude. They're like, that's like yeah. probably on the move. I'm not sure how likely the Pelicans would be to trade. Drew Holiday right now, since I mean he is still a crucial part of their team. I think. I but think we'll the, be talking about that next week. I think yeah. the Pacers would get the most value that they possibly could this offseason if they trade Miles Turner or Oladipo. Oh yeah, for sure, definitely. Because this season, uh, if you can, next season the free agency class is going to be a lot bigger, and there's going to be a lot of guys mm-hmm. like Oladipo. Yeah, a lot of wing players. This mm-hmm. offseason, there isn't. Yeah. The next, wing, there's not very many. There's not as many wing players. There's not. There's not very many anybody. The free agency class is tiny. You know, next offseason, they're like, Oli Depot, who? Uh, Kawhi Leonard? Yeah. You know, and Giannis? Oh, Paul George? Yeah, so teams are definitely. This is going to be the peak of it because teams that want to go over the edge now don't want to wait another year. Mm hmm. They need the guy now. They need a guy like Victor Oladipo now, so they need to be training for him now. A Nets team, a Wizards team, a Celtics team. I could go on and on. The list is just The huge. Celtics don't need Victor Oladipo, but they need right, Miles right. Turner. Right, right. They need Miles Turner. That's what it's, you yeah. know. Sorry. Wizards don't need Oladipo either. They need Miles Turner, though. That's they another need contender. Miles Turner. They yeah. definitely need Miles Turner. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, anything else to say about them? I think we're good. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to the next team. Is it the Raptors? Yep. We're going to be talking about the Toronto Raptors. So the Raptors swept the Nets in the first round, but fell to the Celtics in the semis after an extremely close seven games. Heading into free agency, the Raptors have six roster spots to fill. They're one of the few playoff teams with actual money for this free agency. However, this is because a number of key players are in this year's class, including Fred Van Vliet, Serge Ibaka and Marcus Gasol, along with another uh, number of other role players who, if you look them up, you probably know who they are, but I'm just not going to list them here. There are many rumors of those three agents possibly leaving Toronto, and with Kyle Lowry's increasing age, Pascal Siakam extremely uh, just falling apart during the playoffs. He did not play well at all, even in the first round. And an extremely low pick in the draft. What do you guys think the Raptors should do this offseason? to either try and stay in championship contention or look towards the future. I guess I didn't realize the Raptors had so much cap. I, I, yeah. thought, I thought that Marcus Gasol and, Oladi- or, uh, Marcus and um, the other center, Serge Ibaka, they, they both had massive contracts. Yeah. Van Vliet was on a smaller contract, but he's, but he's, he's looking, looking for to, a bag. Yeah. He's probably like mm. the best free agent Well, if they sign there. all three of them, they have bird rights on. Uh-huh. So signing Fred Van Vliet would get rid of all their cap space. Uh, Marcus Gasol and Serge Ibaka will probably obviously be on much smaller contracts. They're not they bringing them back. They're not. Yeah. Not no. for, you know, they're probably really small contracts. Uh, yeah, if they do bring those three guys back, they'll be very small contracts. It's not going to be anything. Yeah. But keep in mind, they still have to fill three other roster spots alongside yeah. those three guys. They have a lot of spots to fill. They do have all of those other role players I was talking about. How many, but we, how many drafts? Do they have? They have two, but they're both extremely low. I think it's the 29th mm. pick. Yikes. So that's basically two spots with the sixth they need to fill right there. Yeah. If, 
if they're bringing back Van Vliet, they'd have to throw a bag, like a lot of bags. Throw it at him. Yeah, almost 30 mil. Bags possibly. on bags. Uh, 30 mil is like superstar. Yeah. 20 mil. 25, 20, 25. Well, uh, the thing is, there are some other teams we'd be looking for. But as I said, this is a weak draft mm-hmm. class. He's literally one agent. of the top free agents. Yeah. Sorry, I meant, I meant free agents. He's, agent he's the top free agent. So there are teams that are going to be throwing sure. Teams without players. For sure. Um, so, yeah, I guess a team looking to... Yeah. I, I guess if they just lose Van Vliet and they're like, well, what do they do then? You know, maybe if they lose all their players, yeah. they're like, do we keep contending? I guess we're going to keep Siakam because he's young, but do we trade Straight Lowry? Yeah, yeah, like, could you trade La- Lowry for some younger meat or something like that? I guess uh, they're still probably going to look to be playoff contenders, but. If they lose Van Vliet, they could change it a little. Yeah, maybe they trade Kyle Lowry. Maybe they'll keep him for another season. They'll still be a playoff team, just not like, uh, eh, they're not going to be a championship contender. So now we're going to talk about the Nets. The Nets struggled with injuries for the entirety of the season. By the time the bubble rolled around, the team was a patchwork of role players and last-minute substitutes. The Nets performed modestly in the seeding games, but fell in four to the Raptors. The teams, the team looks at this offseason and the next season with excitement. However, due to the return of the entire roster from injuries, including Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and with the 19th pick in the draft, their free agency pro- prospects are limited, as they are for far over the cap and look to re-sign key players like Joe Harris, Garrett Temple, and Timothy. Timothy Luwawu. It's it's Timothy Luwawu Karapo. I looked it up. Their excitement instead lies in the possibility of a trade. Ooh, trade, spooky. Rumors have been flying for months now that the Nets will try and trade for a third star to put alongside their powerhouse duo. All right, so what do you guys actually think the Nets are going to be doing? Or what do you think they should do? A trade could. Yeah. I, it could be big. I don't think they need to re-sign those b- players you we mentioned while reading it. They need Joe Harris. Joe yeah, Harris Joe is Harris. He's literally player. one of the best three-point shooters in but the league. Joe Harris, but like... Who was the other Garrett one? Garrett Temple and Timothy Luwawu. Timothy Luwawu. Terrible. I don't think they need Lulu or um, <laughs> JT. Yo, Timothy Luwawu sounds like a straight-up like hillbilly name. Not going to lie. Facts. Um, I don't think they need him. They can get rid of him. Joe Harris, yeah. they would probably want to resign. Yeah, keep Joe Harris. Adam. I'm not sure about Garrett Temple. I mean, you could keep him, but I don't. Nah, he's not anything. Yeah. I'd imagine they would. Joe Harris would want to come back. Yeah. But uh, with uh, Karis Liver, Spencer Dinwiddie, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, they got a lot of ball handlers mm-hmm. on the court. Yep. And that might be a problem if they don't sign. If they don't uh, they need- trade anybody. And they might just play it out to see what happens yeah. during the season. They decide, oh, we got too many ball handlers on the court. We got too many good players. Trade we them with the trade deadline. Trade them. Yeah, I feel like they could use this year as a learning curve. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe keep their roster as it is right now and just say, all right, let's see how this works, see how it plays out, and learn from this season and be like, oh, we should probably shape it more like this. I think that there might be a possibility that they try and trade Karis LeVert because there's a pretty big market. He's got a pretty big contract. And he, he does – he has – decent contract mm-hmm. and 
he is a young player, ton of potential, and he'd be kind of clashing with a lot of, with like Kyrie and stuff if once he develops. They do, he will not want to be on that team yes. if he fully develops and he's some potential 25 point per game ball handling scorer. Didn't he's no, he won't fit on that team. Kyrie Irving was out for most of the season. Yeah. Dinwiddie was really good when uh, he was out. He was like 18 and 7 or something. He was oh, yeah. balling out of control. The Pelicans are also thinking maybe we get Drew, rid of Drew Holiday because he doesn't fit the timeline. He's like, yeah, he's, he's in his 30s he's and all old. the other guys are like. He's a wrinkly old under man. Really young guys, yeah. And he would also fit really well next to uh, Kyrie Irving. Oh, yeah. Because he is a secondary ball handler, but he doesn't need the ball in his hand. No. And he his play main, off the ball yeah. pretty easily. His main, the best thing about him is defense. Oh, yeah. He's a great defensive player. So, 3 and D, a little bit of ball handling, passing, whatever. Third guy. And, you know, Dinwiddie and uh, Karis Levert, LeVert, they're also young players. They could fit on the Pelicans just fine. Oh, my gosh. If we could get Karis LeVert on the Pelicans, that'd be pretty dope. That'd be chill. He's everything that Josh Hart was supposed to be. We would make the Pelicans great again. They were never great. What am I talking about? <laughs> they've n- they haven't been good ever. They've never. We've, I don't even think they've won a playoff. They have. They've won- Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis never made it past the first yes, round. Yes, he has. No, I'm talking about like. Oh yeah, when they swept the Trailblazers. No, I'm talking what about that? have they that ever won? Like won the whole thing? No, the champions. Exactly. It's a young team. They've never gotten past their second round. No. It was <laughs> Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday put the clams on Damian Lillard. He scored like 20 points in the playoffs or something, or like lower than that, I think. And they like swept the Trailblazers. Oh, I don't remember that ever happening. And it's basically the right. same Trailblazers as today. Yeah, true. I mean, like. But we lost Anthony Davis and we got Josh Hart and yeah. Lonzo Ball. And then they lost and to Brandon the Warriors. Ingram. Well, Brandon Ingram's actually good. Brandon yeah. Ingram's good. You got Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, and Zion. Zion so. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't know what we're talking about. We're talking Drew about Holiday, the West now. Th- their main target is Drew Holiday. Yeah, for sure. All right. All right, you got anything else to say about the Nets? No. I really like Spencer Dinwiddie. Their their uh, logo right. is a net. Therefore, their name is the Brooklyn Nets. There's a good chance that Kevin Durant doesn't come back as his former self. No, yeah. With that, with yeah. what the injury he had. That's important to him because a lot of his game is very light on his feet, running yeah. around. He, it has pull-up jumper will probably be affected a lot. But he's still, you know, decent ball handler. He's still a smart player. He's still going to be at least scoring 20 in game. Oh, yeah, I mean, sharp shooting seven-footer. <laughs> yeah. So he's still going to be good. But maybe his defense also takes a hit Mm -hmm. because he was a good defender. Let's move on to the next team, the Orlando Magic. So the Magic fell in four to the Bucks after a very disappointing season. The only reason they got eighth seed was just because, you know, the East. Mm -hmm. Uh, The team hasn't been a contender for years, even though they've tried. And they've struggled to put together a, a deep enough roster to really contend for anything. The roster does have some sparkles of potential, though, because they have players like Markel Fultz. Jonathan Isaac, who was a Defensive Player of the Year candidate last year before he got injured, and uh, possibly Mohamed Bamba, depending on what happens with him, because he's pretty much playing no minutes right now, and they're just sitting him. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're doing. Wham. They're just idiots. Uh, nice. The only big free agents that the team has to worry about are Michael Carter-Williams and Wesley Iwundu. 
Oh, I don't know if I said his name right. Wesley Windu. Yeah. However, Evan Fournier, who has been a key guard for them, a young guard too, may also enter the market Windu? if he declines his $17 million player that option. That is not happening. Yeah, it probably isn't because a lot of teams don't have enough money oh. to pay him. So it is somewhat surety that he'll probably return to the team. The team has also been uninterested in re-signing DJ Augustine, who is technically a free agent, but... Uh, they, they hope to give the point guard position really over to Markel Fultz. They probably won't be looking to take him back. Uh, one of their other young guys, Aaron Gordon, has been the center of trade rumors since around February, the trade deadline. And there have been some small rumors about Nikola Vucevic and Mo Bamba possibly being traded. Uh, the team also has the 15th pick in this draft. Uh, so what do you guys think the team does? Do they try and go straight out young or try and pull off some kind of contention status okay. again? Well, I, um, I want to correct you because uh, Aaron Gordon hasn't been on the trade market since February. He's been on the trade market for the last two years. Okay, that's true. <laughs> but there was, a, there was a really close to being a deal with the Suns to send him there for a few young players. I think there was like some type of trade package for Aaron Gordon, the second pick. With the Warriors. With the Warriors? Yeah. Warriors. Second Put him out the power forward? I don't know. I see the Warriors liking to have him on that yeah. roster. Yeah. I don't know how they do that contract-wise. Nah. I, maybe Andrew. I think Andrew Wiggins would have you to be You get involved. better for the second pick. Yeah, I don't you think... You get Pascal Siakam for the second yeah. pick. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I don't think Salaries Raptors are just going to add nowhere. No, I don't think well, yeah. if Fred Van Vliet leaves and they decide to trade Kyle Lowry, maybe second pick for... Uh, I don't think so. I think the Raptors are just going to try and get I ever said anything. Okay. I do have a little trade drawn up for the Magic and the Wizards. It is Mo Bamba and Jonathan Isaac for the ninth pick, Troy Brown Jr. and Thomas Bryant. Hmm. I could why the Wizards would do it. And I don't know anything about those players. Right. Right. Like, why the All Wizards right, would want to do it is because Mo Bamba and Jonathan Isaac are also like really great defenders. And the Wizards uh, were the second worst defensive team in the league yep. last year. Okay. The reason the Magic might want to do is the ninth pick, they can put someone really good for him at, for, at the ninth pick. And maybe even use the 15th and ninth to get like really high. Troy Brown Jr. is a ball handling, playmaking forward who could be like already their best passer, playmaking guy on the Magic because they don't have any of those. And Thomas Bryant is mostly there for contract, and he'd be really good off the bench. Like he's just a good player. All right, I could see that being a possibility. Maybe the Wizards throw in a bit more. Yeah, they might have thrown maybe another first round or second round. Next year's third first round, that'd be done deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got anything else to say, Pam? Um, not really, because I don't know much about the Magic, to be honest. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the situation for most people. <laughs> for the most part, just go for younger players. The yeah. Magic are just... Don't I don't have a problem with crap. contending every year, being in the playoffs and rebuilding at the same time, but the Magic are just so not good at not that. doing anything. They're yeah. just sort of vibing. They're like, all right. You know, they're... I mean, like, when they're turning around blowing uh, picks like Mohamed mm-hmm. Bamba is just sitting him basically for mm-hmm. the entirety of games, it kind of question, makes you question why. Pretty much. Like, and the Pacers are also in the playoffs every year, but they're rebuilding. They got Malcolm yeah. Brogdon this year. They got Oladipo. That, you know, they traded Paul George. Do I really suppose. like what they're doing. Yeah, they're switching players out and making the playoffs every year. That's what the Magic the should be doing. Players. But the Magic have just had Vucevic and Aaron Gordon this whole time, and they've just not been good. What it is, are, the Pacers are putting in the work. The Magic... Are lazy. They're not putting it to work. They're sure. doing like, oh, we get a low, we get a pick. Let's pick this guy, and they're not doing anything with it. Yeah, meeny, meeny, miny, mo, you. <laughs> Your career is now ruined. 
you, you know, we have an all-star center, so we're just going to get another one. Yes. Yeah. We're going to have a center playing point guard. <laughs> you know, we don't have any playmakers on the team. Our highest guy is five assists. Let's just get another center that's just going to play five minutes a game. Center, center, center. Power forward. Center. Center. All right, Aaron Gordon, play. Pa- you can play the small forward, right? There you, you go. You can shoot well enough. You can move around yeah. well enough. Hey, seven foot center over here. You're playing point guard tonight. Good luck. You're seven feet tall and can walk? Get on the magic. You're over six feet and you have hands and feet? <laughs> Basketball player. Basketball Knicks. player. You would be perfect on the Knicks. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to our last team. And the, the best team in the league. The Washington, the Washington Wizards. 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 So the Wizards didn't make the playoffs this year, but we put them in because they have a ton of potential, and both me and Wan are actually really excited to see them play. Okay, they so you play... don't think I'm not excited? Okay, maybe I'm Pan the is most excited here, okay. Yes, John Wall is coming back. <gasps> After like four years. <laughs> It's been two. It's been two. But it's about like four for you fans, hasn't it? Uh, The drought is over. (laughs) Maybe hard to remember, but yeah, as we said, three years ago, the Wizards were actually in the playoffs, and they were looking to be a contender in the future. One game away from the conference finals. They were one game away from the conference finals. They had a ton of potential. They had Otto Porter. They had John Wall. They had Bradley Beal. And uh, they had a a relatively solid roster Mm -hmm. around them at the time. But... John Wall goes and gets injured. And since then, the team has struggled a lot in the last few years. Struggled a lot. They've sucked. Yeah, well, this year, they, they sucked a lot. And too. last year, they sucked even more than this year. Yeah, <laughs> they've been pretty so. bad. <laughs> now, uh, one bright spot for them has been Bradley Beal. As uh, my friend Wayne here will tell you, he got snubbed. He got snubbed. Everyone oh, he got says snubbed he got hard. snubbed. He, I'm pretty sure he was the second Maybe leading scorer in the league. The snubbed. only player in NBA history to get 30 points a game and not make the All-Star game. Yeah, so that that happened. So uh, yeah, let's just say... getting like 50 back-to-back, like 50-point games back-to-back, and they don't even make him an All-Star. What that, is this? Well, he that didn't is, win those games either, too. <laughs> that goes to show how bad the team he is. He was after the All-Star break, right? And we have... I'm like, you know what? We're only a few games behind the Magic. I yeah. think we might be able to make the playoffs if Bradley Beal just really the goes team at just, it. The team just does. They just got to go on a little bit of a streak. Just a few games of a streak. To get you guys ahead. Bradley Beal puts up 50 points against the Bulls. The Bulls. The Bulls suck. The Bulls are cheeks. He puts up 50 points against them and loses. And then he puts 50 against the Bucks and loses. The Bucks, a little understandable. Nobody, there's not a, one team, no excuse to should, lose to the Bulls. Doesn't matter what the team is. If you have a 50-point score on that team, you should not lose to the Bulls. No, that's illogical. So yeah, that's exactly that's that's the point when I'm like, we're not making the playoffs. Right. Bradley Bill doesn't matter how well. Now plays. should we get mm-hmm. back into yeah. what they should? So do the team with. outside of Bradley Beal has also picked up a few other young players. Uh, they've gotten a skilled guy, big man, in Davis Bertans. Uh, Troy Brown Jr., who we mentioned earlier in a possible trade, Thomas Bryant, and Rui Hachimura. (laughs) So, Japanese Michael Jordan! (laughs) (laughs) Funny joke. Alright, so, with those guys, they do have a seemingly possible future, except for the fact that the rest of their roster is literal crap. There's nobody else on the team that's very good. They're not a deep roster at all, and... 
is just you know, lacking. And they have, uh, they're over the salary cap. So all of the spending they can do in the offseason is uh, with their MLE and their biannual exception. So they have $9 million to spend with their MLE and $3 million with their biannual uh, exception. And they have the ninth pick. So what do you guys see them doing to help fill out the roster and in anticipation I'm gonna let for the uh, John Wall's return? I want Pan to go first because Wayne's going to Why do you want me to go first? <laughs> I want you to go first because your take is going to be shorter. Okay, yeah, you're and right. And will build on everything you say and make it all better. Yes, it will. All right. Um, one thing I think they should do, I mean, they should keep Bradley Wheel and John Wall and stuff like that. If they didn't keep that, they're idiots. Um, I think they should also keep Rui Rui Hachimura because, I mean, like you said, he's Asian LeBron. (laughs) Facts? Um, I can sort of see that. Not really, but... No. (laughs) no. I mean, they have Davis Bertons and Thomas Bryant, who are decent players. Davis Bertons is pretty great. Yeah. He's a three-point shooting big man. Yeah. Um, And they also have the ninth pick in the draft, which will really help them. It'll give them a pretty decent player. Okay. Well, they will... With the ninth pick, they are going to, like... They need to make that a smart decision on something they desperately need. Because if they screw up that ninth pick, that could make or break them. You know? Pretty much, you know, any position about point guard and shooting guard, they could use help in. Yeah. Okay. My turn? Boyan, take Consid- it away. Considering our p- concerning our pick, I don't see us trading the pick unless we can get, like, a really good trade for it. I'm actually really positive about this trade, or about the pick, because the Wizards uh, coach, he's a really great drafter. When he played for the Sonics, or Sonics and OKC, he drafted Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and then he came to the Wizards, and there was, uh, we got John Wall and Bradley Beal. And Otto Porter. Yeah, Otto Porter. And, you know, we got rid of him, and we got a second-round pick out of him. Um, the Wizards are a top 10 offense this year and the second worst defense in the league. So they'll likely go after a, a defensive player like Onweke Akongu. I don't know how to say his name. It's a hard name to say. He's the only one with a name like that. So hmm. You'll see it when you you'll know it when yeah. you see it. And then there's uh, Devin Fassell, who's like one of the better perimeter defenders in the league. Is that the guy the you were raving about? I was. And he's All a right. three-point shooter. That would definitely fit the, the mm-hmm. version of auto porter that you wanted. Okay, John Wall in his uh, scrimmages, he's, you know, when he was playing, he was a top 15 player, no doubt. In yes, the definitely. You know, he was like the second best player in the East behind LeBron. N- not questionable. That was not questionable. No one questioned it. No I, one questioned it. I questioned it. it, but. Who? Take it away. Um, I would say Kyrie. But no. No, 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 no. Just keep no, going. No, no, no. Um,. Kevin Love? <laughs> you said Kevin Love? Excuse me. Excuse me? No. No, 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 no. No. What about Colin Sexton? <laughs> <laughs> you know, top one of the top 30 players in the NBA. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Colin Sexton. You put him that high. Remember the, uh, oh, the... I'm pretty sure I still have the list on my phone. I want to see who's like 26. Now you can keep it in. It's just a... It's, it's, an, an, it's inside an inside joke, joke they won't get. Yeah. Um, so continue your tangent. John Wall coming back, he should look like a... Hopefully better than... Yeah, hopefully. I mean, he's 
a better jump shot. He said that he won't take any shots away from Bradley Beal. So Which that's huge. I think was possible. Uh-huh. And I think uh, he'd be really great when Bradley Beal's off the court running the floor. Because, I mean, the Wizards were only good when Bradley Beal was on the court. He was really the only player out there. So I think him playing more off-ball would be great. But to finish, you know, we should just have, like, one of the best offenses in the league and still be, like, pretty awful on defense. So outside of the draft, what do you see you guys doing to try and improve? Because you really do need to uh, fill out your roster with better players. I mean, do we? Yeah. Davis Bertans is coming back. Yes, but as I said, those were pr- I listed pretty much all of the <laughs> players who are noteworthy at all. There are seven guys. Yeah, you still need some more. Also, we can get some MLE guys. Um, and in the playoffs, the ro- the rotation gets shortened anyways. True. Playing with John Wall is actually super easy. A lot of players like playing with John Wall. Otto Porter was awesome with John Wall. Markeith Morris, Mercy Gortat. As soon as they left, they were just eh. Markeith Morris was good when he played with LeBron because LeBron does what John Wall does, sort of. Yeah, so you really think they just do what they will? draft and try and pick up a good player with that MLE. They could just trade the pick. I, I wouldn't be too surprised. I feel like there's probably... mad depending on who it was? Uh, I'm, I really how much value forward, are you expecting? To get I really look that? forward to Devin Fazell. I feel like but he's actually looked to go farther like later in the draft and if Unwake Kanyu comes later because he gets like three steals and three blocks a game and he's 610 16 points like his draft comparison is bam out of bio well he's not much of a scorer actually like his offense is right, kinda, relatively yeah. decent scoring but better in college yeah, he's a, he's probably the best defensive player in the game or in the draft so all right that's a pretty high that's probably the that's the number one target for the wizards mm-hmm. all right if they were to use that pick in a trade for Miles Turner, would you be fine with that? I would be fine with that. He would fit perfectly. He would get like 20 points on the Wizards. Yeah, probably. I could see that happening. I 100%. I see him definitely being a good pickup for the team. He'd be perfect. As we said, a lot of teams would probably go for him. Celtics, Wizards, he'd fit on both. If, if the Pacers really see somebody in the draft that they love, and he, they fall down to ninth, like, draft day trade. You're like, oh, uh, let's say Obi Toppin falls to ninth. Oh, yeah, that's definitely it, somebody you want to pick up. Probably not going to happen. Well, let's say he does, and the Pacers are like, he's the next Michael Jordan. I don't know. They're like, they really love him. Let's just trade for him. Let's give up Miles Turner. You know? I mean, maybe you guys just take Obi Toppin then. I wouldn't want Obi Toppin. All right. All right, so I think that'll be a wrap on this week's episode. So next week, we're going to be covering, we're going to be doing the same thing we did this time, but with the West playoff teams, and we might be adding the Pelicans, same thing we did with the Wizards. Because the Pelicans are actually worthy. Sort of. Period. All right. Yay! <laughs> on that statement. All right, so follow us over on our Instagram. We're going to be posting updates whenever new episodes come out, and we're also going to be starting to be more active and posting some news alerts and just you know NBA memes if we find them because you know they're pretty funny. Uh, check out our Twitter, which we're going to start posting on as well. See you guys next week.